This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. A Gorilla Podcast Syndicate Production. Samutsari Conversation with Mimi to connect with other women who may need someone to talk to around everyday life issues and challenges, from managing career and household to inner productivity, relationships, and other hot topics. Samutsari Conversation with Mimi. Everybody and welcome again to Samutsari Conversations with Mimi. This is your host Mimi Laurelia. This is a podcast featuring hot topics and obviously topics of interest to men and women alike. We feature guests who share their passion and commitment to their profession or, or talents. And here at Samutsari, we share stories to inspire you with uh, everything that's going on with other people that do extraordinary things. And um, Samatsari is also a member of the po- Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, so I'm very thankful for them for um, including me in, in their network of podcasters. So today I have uh, with me back Tida Mimi Cortez of Campo, but she has a plus one. <laughs> a plus one, and this is the love of her life, Tito Pito Campo. So hello again to both of you, and please... Um, Greet my audience, listeners, viewers. I'm getting confused because this is a podcast and also this is a YouTube uh, video video cast. So you never know oh, who is listening or viewing us. But uh, at any rate, please um, say hello to everybody. Hello, hello. again. <laughs> hello to everybody. Okay, thank you, Paul. Our topic for today is obviously about couples okay married couples and i think the most appropriate title for my show today is tips to keep a happy and healthy married life and um i i believe that the two of you are um a couple that need to be uh, you the, when we say couple goals we need to strive to become like you how to be you paul <laughs> how to be you wow. <laughs> So, um, I, as you know, I am already an orphan. I lost my dad uh, seven years ago, and I lost my mom this year. So, definitely, I only have my husband and my kids for my support uh, because my brother is in Canada. He's so far away. There are only two of us children. So, I really, um, I really admire couples like you who 
have been together for a long time and, and still going strong. So I think it's best to introduce you by letting you tell your story. Who is Mimi and Pete in your relationship and um, what's going on right now? Can you um, give us a little bit of a taste of your, of your, of your life as a married couple? I'll let Pete first do the talking because I already talked uh, much in your previous show. It, it's okay. Well, Let's give Tito Pete the, the, the floor. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe we're not really an outstanding. We're just an ordinary couple. Trying to live life, simple living with you know, three children already well established in life, 10 grandchildren. Um, we, no, we, we both worked at the university, and that is where we met. But of course, it was some 53 years 53 ago. Years ago. <laughs> but Mimi stayed with the university since then, up to the, after her arrival. But I did not stay with the university long. I left the university in 1994 and went to the Department of Agriculture. Mm -hmm. So. Initially, we were together professionally and domestically, but at a certain point in time, I had to go to Manila to work there. Me? Okay. <laughs> Me and the man? <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I, I think we have to tell this. Our three children were so fortunate that, that they were schooled at UP Los Banos, just like you. And uh, because I'm employed with the university, my children studied under free tuition fee arrangement. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, for faculty dependents, they can study. For as long as they pass the UPCA, the college admission test, they can study for almost free. So my eldest, uh, our eldest became an ophthalmologist. Uh, taking up medicine is a very expensive proposition, but we're so lucky. Again, thanks to UP, he got free, almost free medical education. And then the second, your classmate Oliver is an agribusiness and also employed with the university this time. Uh, Cherish is in London, is in uh, England. For a while, she was into wildlife studies. She even went to Ghana, Africa, uh, to practice her profession. And so we're that very fortunate to have UP Los Banos as our uh, nest. <laughs> yeah. uh, we met there, you know, and uh, our children also got their education there. Mm -hmm. Even our yes. I we ha already have two grandchildren schooling at UP Rural High, your own wow. alma mater. <laughs> yes. Wow. So the grandkids are doing well, and your children are obviously doing well in their chosen fields of endeavor. I just want to backtrack a little bit and in terms of Tito Pete's profession, because in our last uh, previous episode, Tita Mimi had already explored her community development background. And uh, in that uh, episode, I, I mentioned to her that she is uh, appropriate to be called an ambassador because of the many things that she does. But Tito Pete, you chose to specialize, I think, in, um, in the agriculture field and you were also in charge of the national dairy program. Uh, my husband works at the dairy 
plant at the moment. So they're milking, processing milk. So can you give us a little bit about your your uh, profession, your role uh, in the dairy program and being um, the director, I think. Uh, can you also tell us a little bit about the state of the dairy program in the Philippines? Even if it's just a, just a very quick snapshot of what it is. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Okay. Uh, when I left the university in 1995, I was assigned to the National Data Authority. As the administrator, I was in charge of the whole national program. You should not, you should not be too humble. He was the first administrator of the National Data Authority. Very humble. <laughs> we had this national program. We tried to establish cooperatives engage in dairy production. But it's not simply production, that's integrated dairy production. Production, processing, marketing, the whole dairy chain. That is what we had to establish. And I think as of today, a dairy industry has started to develop in the Philippines. Because the volume of milk has increased, the number of farmers have increased. What, ha what happened, however, about 19, I think, early 2000, I was assigned to the Livestock Development Council and I was in charge of the National Livestock Program. So it was not simply the dairy program, but the whole livestock program. It was beef, swine, health, the whole thing. So I was fortunate to work on those, on those assignments until I retired in 2007. Mm -hmm. So do you think that the agricultural sector, um, especially in the livestock industry, for example, the dairy industry, do you do you feel that there is still a role to help the country flourish given the the climate of doing for example other products rather than producing our own do you think there's still a hope to thrive the, uh there's not there the, the prospects for the livestock sector are really bright if you look at the dairy sector for example as they say we are only in producing less than 1% of the total production. But this has significantly increased because our, the, of the targets of dairy production is not simply to be self-sufficient or to, be, to produce all that we need. The target is really is to develop an integrated dairy industry controlled by the dairy farmers. Mm -hmm. And this is what the shift Dairy farmers cooperatives are the ones engaged in the whole, whole dairy chain. It is not the government. It just a bit government was producing and collecting the milk. That's not true now. It's a private sector cooperative doing this. So if this can be sustained, we have now the beginning of a, a truly indigenous dairy industry, mm -hmm. starting from the grassroots. Okay. Uh, the livestock sector, on the other hand, the prospects are very bright. We're definitely doing very well with respect to the swine and the poultry industry. We can compete with other Asian countries in terms of production and productivity. So we will continue to pursue this. Thus, the policy support from the government in terms of incentives and in terms of mm -hmm. certain other support systems, especially health, would continue to be done. Mm -hmm. Wow. I feel like um, I'm so privileged today having both experts in one, one Zoom <laughs> meeting in my podcast with a lot of wealth of information, 
with a lot of your extensive experience and lucky that the UPLB community um, still have these experts, um, although some of them are obviously retired like yourselves, um, there's still that uh, wealth of knowledge spreading around. So I really feel privileged to be an ISCA, uh, a graduate of UPLB because, um, you know, that's where I also grew up and, and that's where I, uh, you know, my, my parents found each other. So similarly to you, you probably found each other in the university. So because we're talking about your love story today, how did you know that each other is the one? How, how did you know? Because when you're in the university setting, there's so many boys and girls floating around in the sea of, of um, you know, the student population. So can you give us a little bit of a backtrack in history of the time when you met each other and, and thought that each other is the perfect partner? I will start first. <laughs> uh, we didn't meet while we were studying. Huh? Uh, we didn't meet while students, but uh, we met in the course of our work. My first job in the university. Okay. And also his. His first job in the university. Yeah. And so for seven months, we were, we were colleagues and uh, friends. That's all. But uh, suddenly one morning he came to our house and courted me. And the following day, when are they engaged? Okay, he came back and uh, with the confluence of many factors, yes, we got engaged. And count 11 days, we were married. Yes. So I think this guy is very lucky he didn't spend much in courting me yeah. uh, because he was very fast in the draw. When he mm. came to our house, there was this other guy who was, uh, who was proposing marriage to me before going to the United States. But he answered for me. He said, you know, he mentioned the name of the guy. I, I know you are paying for to this girl. But I am in love with her, and I know she is in love with me. And when she was, when he was looking at me, I just said yes, and that's it. So on that second day, we became we became engaged, and so wow. that was it. Was so clever, so persistent, so methodological in his work, very systematic. He's got something in between his two years, and so I said he's the one. Are you referring to me? What a very unique story because I think nowadays we would tell the younger um, generation to really kilatis or really um, hold back a bit before they choose the one because it's more dangerous now to be involved in an online relationship, for example. You don't really know the person. But during your time, you were really sure. So, Tito Pete, how, how did you know that Tita Mimi is, is uh, different from all the girls? Uh, I knew that she was the one then. But, you know, this thing about knowing, knowing she is the one, you know, knowing that she is the one is not a static concept. It's dynamic. Mm -hmm. The Mimi of 1994 is not the same Mimi as today. In 2000, what else are we married? 1960. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Mimi in 1967 is not the same Mimi today. Mm-hmm. People change. We change. We grew together. So the confirmation of whether she is the one is done as we live to very life. That's to right. trials, to successes, to whatever. In the daily return of life, this is when you validate that she is the one. If during in 1967 she was the one, even with married life, we continue to discover that she is the one. Then mm-hmm. that is the one. Wow. How I wish my husband would say the same to me every year that there's an affirmation that I am the one. <laughs> no, but that's really how it is. In marriage, you grow together as a couple, right? You change. But the point is that you grow together, as you grow together, you carry the same thing. And you keep on discovering every day, she is the one. Madam, nagluluto, inaaway ka or something, but you still know that she is there. Wow. Okay. I think yeah. you're one of the most I, patient human beings. Tito Mimi, can you add to that? No, yeah. But I think what really uh, made me look at him in a pedestal, you know, <laughs> in no matter how short our, our courtship days were, is that passion, the same passion for work, yes. mm. especially for rural development and the upliftment of uh, farmers' lives. Yes. Uh, we have also the same work ethics. Uh, we enjoy working and, uh, and uh, that's why I'm able to do things, you know, allowing me to go work where work is, where, where work demands my going here and there. Mm-hmm. So I call him the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he gives me the push. Yeah, even uh, in my work, he, he props me up. I, wow. I just, the passion for work, the passion for rural development, the passion to uplift the life of farmers. I think that was the tie that bound us in mm-hmm. our early marriage and went into our married life. First off, things have changed because I've retired, but it's still that passion. Mm-hmm. So my takeaway from what you just said is really the, the, the way that will bind you together is your similarity in terms of your values, your work <laughs> ethic. Uh, although you are two different persons, but if there's exactly. something that you like about each other and you emulate about each other, that really will draw you closer to the other person. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> Let him talk first. <laughs> yes, yes. But no, if you look at it, uh, we are really a study in contrast. Mimi is very sociable, extremely. I tend to be introverted. She's a Protestant. I'm a Catholic. She's socially active. I'm introverted. She likes Frank Sinatra. I like Johnny Cass. She likes romantic ballads. I like Pop country music. She likes the warm weather. I like the cold. No, it's, I like the cold. You I like, like the warm weather. It's a little of differences. It's a little of differences. But it's still, despite these differences, the marriage, well, I would say strong. And it's yeah, strong. yeah. I think you, you, are, um, you are me and Jarvis in a way. <laughs> we're totally opposite, but we gel. You know, we're the yin and the yang, the sun and the moon. 
One is introvert, yes. one is extrovert, but we get along very, very perfectly, whether we, we explode during a fight, but we always mend, uh, mend it really, really sweetly. So that works well. So you yes. are more than 50 years of togetherness. Maybe you, will, you can tell me a little bit more about that. In each year of marriage, uh, or maybe if it's, even if it's not every year, um, definitely there will be milestones that enabled you to reach uh, where you are right now. So can you tell me a little bit more about um, how do you get to the point of you meeting or reaching the next milestone in your life as a married couple? Uh, Pete has to leave because uh, we have a, a guest right now. Okay, but, that's okay. Uh, he's coming back. But uh, uh, again, uh, you were saying, uh, well, we were talking about our similarities and differences a while ago. And then uh, you said something about, uh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it because I was attending to the visitor who came. Ah, okay. So I was asking, um, so now that you are in that stage of your married life, obviously you will um, have certain milestones, I think, that you want to I am. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I get it. Actually, there's not much milestones to talk about for the two of us, you know? Uh, Sometimes that you know we just live by the day, no more strategic planning, not even short-term planning. We just talk. What do we cook uh, for tonight that's and that's, for tomorrow? That's a short-term. Well, plan. yeah, short-term plans. But uh, our milestones now are for our children already, mm -hmm. for our grandchildren. We would like to see them become what they'd like to be, and so. Uh, each time we see those developments, they become milestones already for us. Mm -hmm. But of course, we look forward to our uh, getting on our 60th, anniversary. Uh, 70th wedding anniversary. We pray that we'll still be living, living by then. Mm -hmm. So that's a well, milestone. I, I will we pray with you on that. <laughs> I will pray with you on that one because uh, to reach 60, 70, 80 is really remarkable. Not everybody uh, gets to that stage. Um, even, you know, I, I, my parents would have had their 50th this year, uh, but obviously they can't do that anymore. Uh, but you obviously went past the, the halfway mark, the, the 50, you know, I think you're on your 53rd. So really, I, I, I don't doubt for a fact that you will get to that point. Um, but for the younger couples that are listening to us, what is your take on conflict management? How do you handle, you know, differences or possible conflicts or di um, what, what, how? What's your strategy? And how would you advise younger couples to deal with that as well? Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. You talk first? No, you. Go ahead. You talk first. <laughs> I'm giving him this because sometimes when he start talking, then he will say, Oh, yeah, I have said a lot already. So I let him talk first. 
Okay. Yes, maybe Tito Pete, you have you have your own strategy. There is no such thing as strategy in terms of resolving conflicts. It comes, it goes. You resolve it, you kiss, you talk about it. But to say to plan out how to resolve conflict in domestic life, I don't think that's possible at all. Mm. But if you resolve conflict, you accept and you tolerate. And the joke nice. Just say yes, then everything is settled. But that's not entirely true. What is necessary is that you learn to accept and to be tolerant about all these things. Yeah. Say sorry. Say sorry. It's necessary. As I was about to say, now in married life, I think the key is for you to be simply be yourself. Do not try to be any to anybody else. Be true. No, no airs, no pretensions, no nothing. Mm. By being yourself, by being ourselves, we have managed to resolve conflicts that way. Because we have learned to accept our differences. They was having an wise one. Uh, perfect, uh, a good marriage doesn't occur when two perfect couples get together. It happens when two imperfect couples learn to live and enjoy each other's differences. So we tend, wow. I tend to be guided by this philosophy. Yeah, there is perfection in imperfection somewhat. Yes. <laughs> you become perfect because you are two different people with imperfections. Tita Mimi, you have and something you love to add? Yeah. And you learn to live you know, love the, the difference. I was trying to pick up those keywords that uh, <laughs> those keywords that Pete uh, said. Uh, it's first is acceptance for what uh, each of one is. Yeah. We're so different, even in religion, but he goes with me every Sunday very regularly in the same way that I go with him uh, in the Catholic Church. Some people even see me singing with a choir. Mm. So I accept his and he accepts mine. We respect each other's beliefs, respect, and uh, tolerance. <laughs> I think we have we have to exercise that not daily in our living, you yeah. know. Just just every day, I have to look at what he throws away, mm. <laughs> because you know I'm the kind who recycles and hoards things, uh, keeps things from even as late as 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 early as my high school college years. I have those mementos with me, mm -hmm. and uh, even uh, what the kitchen is, I always see to it that whatever can be salvaged, I keep it. But <laughs> it's the guy who throws away every day, so I have to be tolerant with that. Well, <laughs> what do I do? If he throws it away, then I go to the garbage can and then get it back. <laughs> Yeah, so that's conflict, yeah, even in those simple things. But it's no reason why we should give up our marriage. Of course, of course. But, it's the uh, same with me. I'm the hoarder in the family. family. <laughs> 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 uh, it, this is a very interesting, interesting uh, conversation. So you talked about tolerance and patience. Um, does that equate to, or are those the ingredients to be faithful in a relationship? Um, so let's talk about lots of um, younger couples now have 
no tolerance or maybe less tolerance that just a little bit of a conflict, they opt out of the marriage. So in your situation, what does it mean to be faithful in a relationship considering those, you know, di pagkakaunawaan and lack of tolerance? Uh, there's something that hangs on our wall like God is the silent listener to our conversation and uh, unseen guest at every meal, uh, one who listens to our conversations every day. And so when you have God at the center of your marriage, I think it, it's not only us humans doing something with our relationship. God will make sure that that relationship will prosper, will prosper. And uh, we made those promises before God, you know, our relationship before God. And Him alone as the center of marriage can make or unmake it. But God is a loving God and He will make sure that love will always be in the air and will prosper our relationship as husband and wife, as parents to our children. Mm. Yes, uh, God is the center of our marriage. No matter the difference in religion. We do our part simply by living our marriage according to His will. That's how simple it is. Doing, being faithful in marriage is nothing but simply living married life according to the teachings of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So there are no complicated statements. It's as simple as living life, married life according to his teachings. Wow. Okay. So that's another key takeaway for me. Don't complicate things. Just live according to the simplicity and what marriage is this designed for. And obviously God is in, in the center of it all. So let's move on to another topic, which is intergenerational living. Okay. So I, I, my idea of a good family life is my connections with, um, for example, my lola and lolo, uh, obviously my parents and my, my kids there. And I think uh, Filipinos are really family orientated or oriented that they, uh, as much as possible, want to be surrounded by uh, their children and their grandchildren. And Tito Mimi mentioned to me in another episode that you're very blessed to have a number of grandchildren. Uh, what can you say about balancing your time between your personal pursuits, being with the grandkids, doing your other community work? Give us a little bit of um, an insight around that. Well, we are very lucky that uh, our five of us, half of the 10 children, are living just beside our house. Mm. And so they're our, they're our source of joy every morning. There was a time that they will greet us, good morning! Every time we open the window and open the doors, we'll yeah, hear, good morning! That's every morning. And so uh, they come to the house, we, we play with them, they come and play with the organ, no, I, it's okay with me even if they look at it as a toy. Mm -hmm. So I can let them go and play with it. They even have microphones in karaoke, even the small ones. 
even if the microphones are no longer working, they still sing. And they tell, ah, Lola na Lola. They take after their Lola, how they love to sing. They dance. Oh, they're so gifted. Uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, we have an apo is a ballet, a uh, ballerina. One excels in swimming, in mm -hmm. sports, in pop music, and etc. We're so very proud of them. Now, how do we balance our being granny? We're thankful they're not giving us that much problem. Of course, when the nanny goes, the yaya, the domestic and goes, we pitch in and uh, do our part as, grand, as grannies. Other than that, we don't have any problem. We love them staying here and we're able to, uh, how, how they're our source of joy, yes. vitamins. They're our vitamins every day, our supplements. I think that's what makes you fit and young as well, being with the grandkids. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, before I talk about the grandkids, yeah, Mimi has a very particular thing. You talk about intergenerational relationships. Mimi keeps her relationship with her great grandmother, grandparents, grandparents, parents, mm -hmm. not parents so much, nieces. Very extended. The whole range of Capes Calabria clan. Mother's side, mother's side. And this makes it the point to visit when they are sick, to give contributions when they need it, to visit just for an occasion and to enjoy visiting them at any given time. That's intergenerational. Now, about the grandchildren, it's impossible to quantify the time spent with them. We don't even attempt it. Because clearly, time spent with our grandchildren is the second most joyful moment in my life. Mm -hmm. The first, of course, is being with me. And the children. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. you're surrounded with family members. Okay. So that's yeah. an everyday occurrence for you both. And um, obviously, you are now retiree, so you spend more time at home. Do you still do things individually, or has it come down to the default that you now do things together all the time? Well, there are some more engagements that are given to us individually. Uh, but there are times also that we find each other together. <laughs> like in some research uh, consultancies. Then uh, we get to be together too. <clears throat> but uh, uh, where else are we not uh, together? And we are, okay. We're I have my own social groups. Yes. He has his own. So in that way, we are similar. But when I attend mine and I don't have Pete with me, they will be asking, oh, where is Pete? And in the same way that when he goes to his and I'm not with him, they also ask him, where is Mimi? Mm. And so mm. we're almost seen together. Yeah. Other than uh, individual work based, uh, we have our professional and social groups merging yeah. together i see okay that's yeah. nice and then you don't um you don't find it difficult to work alongside each other if, if it's a, a consultancy for example because tita mimi is a, the creative <coughs> one so she has her own ideas and tito pit seems to be the technical 
expert on this. So how do you make sure that those uh, things you do don't clash? <laughs> Again? <laughs> it clashes. <laughs> There's clashes. It clashes, but we also end it peacefully, uh, amicably, amiably, mm. and with a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> that's settles it. That's yeah. good, that's good, that's good. That you don't let um, those little differences get in the way of succeeding in whatever little thing that you do. So can you give us some tips on um, how to become a, a, a happy spouse or a good spouse to your partner? Oh, I, I think I said this the, uh, just the other day in another Zoom meeting, yeah? Well, the first is never, never give up on things that make you happy. To be a happy spouse, never give up on what made you happy even before your marriage. Mm -hmm. Don't begrudge your marriage. Your spouse for not being able to do what you please. Okay, so... Uh, that's one cardinal rule for me. After all, uh, what, whatever I have, I view them as God's gifts to me. So I really should be using them. And if, if, if they are those, even before marriage came, why should I stop it? Just mm -hmm. because I got married. So I continue with my singing, with my dancing, with my socializing, and he does not stop me. Uh, he just lets me be because he knows it's going to make me happy. So continue on giving, uh, continue on doing what gives you high. You know, when you are happy about doing those things, then go. Don't stop because you just got married. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the you world. Tito Pete, what can you add to that um, comment? Well, I think Mimi has. <laughs> Mimi has uh, said it all. What no, still not really. I, I what just started. Said, I think, even in marriage, to keep it hard, you have to be yourself. It means say, do not adjust yourself to what is expected of you by your wife. Because your wife really knows you for what you are. Ah. No pretensions ah. to how you are. Happiness, I think, is simply living together by being yourself. And each of you accepting that that's yourself. Uh, I'm putting it simply because, but there are very many other applications. But the key: be yourself and learn to accept who or what who is. That's so, right. Yeah. So be the you authentic know, you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because each is unique. Each is individually different, and so. Pete has his own circle of friends. I do have mine also. I am a member of a sorority. He's not. But we always say that there are those friends that we have kept for years, you know? Dating back as early as our marriage. We still have them. We still go together. So keep those circle of friends. Those who stick with you no matter what. Those who will build you up, those actually uh, who will be with you at this stage of your life when you are already aging, those who will build you up when you are young, you need friends who will build you up instead of just finding faults in you and 
asking that you do this, that you should be this. Prophet is right in saying that yeah, we just let each other be for what we are. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's, That's a very good tip. <laughs> <laughs> so um, going towards the end of our um, interview now, going towards the end of our show, do you have any tips for couples um, how they can manage their time together during quarantine? And what is your advice to younger couples so that they can also experience a very nice, healthy, married life like what you have right now? I said last time we have to live as we did, no? We live a life of not wanting. We are always content with what we have and whatever we have, we use them wisely mm -hmm. and productively. Mm -hmm. And this applies not only with money and material things, but with time as well. Young as we are, me, when I got married, I have always been judicious very judicious in handling and managing our resources. We have lived uh, within our means, avoiding debts and credit cards, credit traps, by living simply, uh, living beyond our means does not apply to us because we even live below our means. And uh, that keeps our financial uh, lives in order, you know, saving enough money for rainy days, as like this time when we are already retired with no more regular earnings and for emergency needs. We have always tried avoiding financial stress, and that's one reason why we are happy even up to now. We do not need to depend on our children. I uh, know, uh, making it almost like obligatory for children to help. No, we're not that. We are even the ones who will give help if need be. But our children are much better off than us. Financially, so we also don't have that problem. But one thing is, we always kneel and say, praise God from whom all blessings flow. And I think, that's one tip I can give uh, these young people. Always be grateful, not only directly to God, but uh, to your parents, to your ancestors, to your elders who have given you this, this much for you to become what you are. And uh, to people around you, uh, to your circle of friends, to your colleagues, to your institutions. And uh, that has kept me going all this time. I have always remained grateful. And uh, I think this is something I'd like to part with. I always have this quotation, this Bible verse. Uh, Blessed is the man who puts his trust on the Lord, who trusts the Lord, who trusts in the Lord. Why? Because he just, he'd be like a tree planted with its roots down the stream of waters that when even drought comes, its roots shall remain green. Yeah, low battery, low battery. Its roots, uh, the tree shall remain green and it shall not cease to bear fruit. Yeah, yeah. 
So, um, Tita Mimi and Tito Pete, I really, really want to thank you for the time that you spent uh, with, with me today in Samutsari Conversations. And uh, Tito Pete, do you have any last um, message or anything to add to what has already been said? Okay. We have lived, we have simplified our needs and reduced our wants. That is how simplified we live. I think that was the key to the success of marriage, not only financially, but I think in many other aspects. Simplify your needs, reduce your wants. And look at your life as God's gift to you. And yes. in all things, say, thanks, thanks. God. And That's in all situations, have fun. Have fun Enjoy. and have a life of gratefulness. Wow. Very nice message Paul, from you too. Happy and healthy life. Yes, live a happy and healthy life. Thank you. Thank you very much once again for being with me today. I really appreciate your insights. I really appreciate your words of encouragement and uh, for sharing your experiences to um, to our viewers, uh, to our listeners. So um, from, from that, I would like to um, end the, the show by thanking Mimi and Pito Campo for joining us today. Let's wave goodbye to our audience, Tito Mimi and Tito Pete. So that has been um, Conversations with Mimi. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you once again. And don't forget to um, thank you to our future episodes. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you want to know more, check out www guerillapodcast.com.au or guerillapodcast.com.ph A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production We are Independent Podcast Network We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com